Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, guys? It's your boy Dylan. I'm here to talk about once again betonline.ag. Betonline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. They're the fastest and easiest way for all your betting needs for all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure you use our promo code BLEAVE, that is capital letters B L E A V, to receive your rewards. One more time, that is capital letters B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. And welcome in everybody to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host Dylan Hunsinger at Thunder Chats. We are part of the Believe Network, and this podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. I am not alone today. I'm joined by my co-host, my compatriot, the one, the only Alejandro. Alex, what's up, man? What's up, man? I'm good, man. Just uh, I'm tired. I'm pretty sure all the players are tired. You know, All Star break comes in at the right time, so. Awesome to have it, man. Also, awesome to be uh, to be able to see you know one of our players participate in it, as far as the All Star game goes. Yes, um, I am also tired. Uh, you know this this game was well over. Um, I mean, honestly, it was really over in the second quarter, but it was definitely over late in the third. And that is when yeah. my sleepy self dozed off. I could not keep my eyes open for nothing. So, <laughs> right there with you on that front. But we're going to talk about all that. The All-Star Weekend and more um, right after a word from our sponsors. All right, man. So we are back. Let's talk about these past two games. So the first one, we played the Pelicans on Monday, and we lost 103-100 in just heartbreaking fashion. It was it was very annoying. Um, and then yeah. tonight, you know, times were happier when we beat the Rockets 133-96. to And so let's talk about that. Um Let's start with the Pelicans game, Alex. Uh, Nova is crying too, so I'm I'm going to go in there while you give me your first single large item for the Pelicans game. Okay, um, so the Pelicans game, um, I it was just a. I mean, the one thing that I can say is the lineup that we played in the second quarter was a little bit janky, um, with uh, with Giddy, with JRE, with uh, I believe it was. Lindy Waters, um, I don't know if it was Aaron Wiggins or Kenrich, but it was just it, – it wasn't a a creation-based lineup. It was more of a lineup made for, for Giddy. And um, and defensively, we, we didn't do too much during that time. You know, the, the, the Rockets lead, which was eight at the end of the first quarter, ballooned up to about 16. Um, and then after that, we just could not get back into the game. So – um, it was just one of those things that even though it happened in the second quarter, it it really felt like 
the game was decided then. It wasn't necessarily anything very impactful right then. You know, they went up by 16, um, and eventually they, you know, that lead went up to 20. Um, and the Thunder did make a comeback, but it just seemed like the Thunder could never topple that hill um, to get back in that game. And so, you know, it was just it was just a offensively it was just a bad shooting game. It was you know it was not a game that um, that SGA you know got real comfortable in. It was not a game that you know basically anybody on the floor got comfortable except for maybe J Dub. Um, but yeah, it was just it was it was an ugly game, but. New Orleans kind of does that to you. You know, New Orleans has, you know, all that length, you know, B.I., Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, um, you know, all those long wing defenders. Then you throw out, you know, um, Richardson, Josh Richardson out there, and he's, you know, he's just a scrappy defender and a guy that can just play. Um, And it was just a recipe for us to struggle uh, for the evening, and we just never could find our footing offensively. Yeah, I mean – you know, just, you know, I just jumped back in. Uh, I, I think you was talking about the defense and the matchup and how the Pelicans are a bad matchup. Honestly, man, like, even with the matchup, like, you know, like you was mentioning, all the long guys that had to throw at us, Herb Jones, Josh Richardson, Trey Murphy played some good minutes, Brandon Ingram, mm-hmm. like, they was really bothering us with length. But honestly, I mean, we only lost by three points. But the thing that really did us in was at the end of the first quarter – you know, we, we had fought back. I think they started the game 10-1, um, but we had fought back at the end of the first quarter. And does it have the game flow on here? No, it doesn't. But, um, bro, I, I just spoke about that. Oh, you did? My fault. About about the giddy lineup in the in the second quarter. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, we had the same thing watch item. Yeah, that was just debilitating, man. And to have like uh, Wendy involved in it, um, yeah. that was uh, that was strange. But um, yeah, I, I don't have. Well, uh, yeah, I, I'll do another single watch item. But first, we have to introduce the one, the only, the underscore, the man that is playing hurt. Um, three count. What's up, count? Hey, not much. Um, y'all are in the Pelicans game, it seems like. Um, yes, sir. Sad, yeah, lot, sad faces. Yeah, a lot more fun of a game tonight. Uh, the Thunder are allergic to being 500. It just seems oh, like it feels like we cannot we cannot get there. Every time we get within one game of going 500, we uh, just find a way to lose. It doesn't matter who the opponent is, it feels like. Uh, we do go into the All-Star break, one game under 500, which feels very appropriate for the way that this season has gone so far. Um, but yeah, the Pelicans game... Uh, it's frustrating. I mean, I feel like every time we play the Pelicans, it's – oh, I mean, we had that one game where Shea kind of went off, but it does feel like Herb is kind of a good matchup for him, and they've got a lot of length with him and Trey Murphy and uh, Brandon Ingram shot over everybody. You could have probably put, like, Bull Bull out there, and B.I. would have still shot over him. We kept pushing back, but that one shot that he hit over Dort right at the end of the game was just a complete dagger. That, um, that looked like the like the game winner you hit over Derek Parker in our media game. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's rough, man. Um, it's just you know we're still. It, it would be nice to have a little bit more size. Um, obviously, Dort did his best, but Bi is just one of those guys that can kind of get his shot off over basically anybody, and he was doing exactly that all night when he's not missing from the mid range. Uh, it's really hard to stop him, and you know having more lengthy defenders like a Chet, for example, not that Chet would be guarding. Ingram, but I just think having another body with some length and some physicality will go a long way in stopping some players like that. So 
Uh, yeah, a little bit frustrating, but mainly because like losing to the Pelicans, it's, it's whatever. Like they're even without Zion, they're still a fine team, even if they did mm-hmm. go on a 10 game losing streak. Uh, but really, it's the frustration of we keep getting that one game within 500. Uh, if we won that, you know, right now we would be a game over heading into the break as opposed to being a game under. No, so no we, we would have found some way to lose this game if we would have won. That's not. <laughs> I don't know because then we would have we would have broken the curse of we would have at least been 500. So I don't know if that counts. But we would have got the monkey off um, our back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It just seems like we can't find a way to get over it. Uh, but you know, it's we'll talk about the Rockets team, of course, in a second. But um, you know, despite a loss like that, feeling really good about this team and the spot that they're in. It was just one of those games where you have a star player that can't miss, which is going to happen a lot of time in the association. Even if you throw an all defensive guy like Dort at him, it's. Um, you're going to have some nights where you just can't seem to stop guys. And that was one of those nights. Uh, I think we also, yeah. Um, who else are we going to talk about? Jose Alvarado felt like he was hitting some crazy shots as well. You know, like every time if, if, but like yeah. if BI wasn't hitting one, Jose was doing something, whether there was a couple of times he like went into Shea's body and finished over him. He had a couple threes as well that uh, felt very timely. So the Pelicans are a good, pretty good team. So it happens. Man, I was watching the game with my buddy, and I was calling Jose Alvarado, J.J. Alvarado, because he was going to fool J.J. Barea on us, man. Like, mm-hmm. just just the little annoying guy that comes in just knocks down a million shots. It was so dumb. But um, freaking, Those freaking Puerto Rican slash Dominicans. That's, you know, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't say that, okay? <laughs> I, I, I can't. I want to put it on the record. I did not say that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, I guess if I was going to go with a single large item here, um, I, I want to take you to the end of the game. And I think I was the only person that really not really had issue in it, just kind of questioned it. But we got two shots at the end of the game, not two shots, but um, I guess two possessions at the end of the game. Um, and both of them, the ball down three was very clearly going to Isaiah Joe. And I get it. Isaiah Joe is a phenomenal three point shooter. Absolutely should have been the three point contest shot for, um, yeah, four of 10 up to that point in this game. And like, you know, I, I understand all of that, but at the same time, you have Shea Gilles Alexander, who is one of, if not the clutchest player in the league, like in the past two, three years, like we've seen him hit two, three, four game winner or should be game winner. Uh, game winning shots this year and you know a lot of people want to throw the whole you know Shea wasn't feeling it I think he was 8 of 21 at this point 02 from three like it wasn't his night and he only ended up with what uh 20 points I believe no 16 points no that's Isaiah Joe 24 21 oh yeah 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 he had 24 points and you know my retort to that is I went back and looked like in the Clippers game um last year whenever he hit his game winner he had 15 points. He was shooting under 50% at the time, and they still drew the play up for him, and he still knocked down the shot because he's him. I get it. Isaiah Joe's a three-point shooter. You're down three, and, you know, if you get a clean look at the basket, like, I mean, not a clean look at the basket. If you get a clean look at the three-point line, absolutely. Give it to Isaiah Joe. Run Shea's a decoy. But the Pelicans seem to know just as much as we seem to know mm-hmm. that the ball was going to Isaiah Joe, and – I just don't understand that. I don't understand why you like, – I, I just don't understand that. I don't understand why you don't draw that play up for your superstar, for your all-star. Uh, am I alone in this? Um, no, I get, what you, I get what you're saying. I do think – I think probably the hardest part was, you know, 
of course, Herb Jones hit the ball out of bounds the first time because he mm-hmm. is a like lengthy defender. Um, and I think that really complicated things because then like you don't have we don't have another timeout to drop a play. And Josh is like, okay, I guess like Isaiah's gonna curl around here and we'll try and get it to him again. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying completely with Shea. Probably should get the ball in that scenario, give it to your best player. Um, I both understand that philosophy and also just giving it to your best shooter, the best shooter in the NBA so far this season, which I do want to note, Anthony Simons probably isn't going to be in the three-point contest because he got hurt. So NBA, you this is your to fix this. NBA, this is your one chance to rectify the horrible decision that you made yes. of keeping Isaiah Joe out of the three-point contest. Uh, I don't have faith that they will do right by us, but I will continue to campaign it. I even thought about tweeting out another fake stat line tonight, like I did <laughs> after Super Bowl Sunday, which, by the way, far too many people bought that stat line thinking that Isaiah had like 11 or I think I gave him like 11 or 12 threes and 40 points, um, which I don't know if that speaks to the current state of. Uh, people on Twitter or if it speaks to the current state of Isaiah Joe with how good he is that people believe it but I understand either way I think it makes sense to get at your best three-point shooter which by the way when he shot that I thought it was going to go in like I really did every time Isaiah Joe shoots it I expect the ball to go in which is just how great of a shooter he's been this season once again I want to reiterate amongst all qualified shooters the best three-point percentage out of anybody in the league so far this season uh, but once again, when you have a guy like Shea who's been so clutch, has knocked down a sh- multiple should be game winners. He had the one against the Wizards and should have had one against the Bucks on those step back threes. Uh, yeah, I understand what you're going for. I'm guessing probably what they're thinking with Isaiah Joe is the catch and shoot, where Shea typically likes to do, you know, his in rhythm step back three kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they're anticipating a Pelicans foul there. Like they didn't want to give Shea the ball. He faces up, he tries to go for the step back three, and they just foul him to force two free throws, and we don't have another timeout. So that's maybe my idea of what Mark was going for there. He's like, I'd rather get the catch and shoot with Isaiah to kind of avoid that potential foul. But at the same time, Dylan, I think what you're saying makes sense. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, you know, just as this team is growing, uh, you know, Mark Dagnall is is growing as a coach. And these situations will arise a lot, a lot more probably as the team gets better and they're, you know, playing games of consequence. And so – you know, this was probably his testing out to see, like, if Shea as a decoy type situation, you know, would work out good. And, you know, unfortunately it didn't, but we did get an okay shot out of it. So in the future, it may, you know, it may, it may be different. Yeah, that's the other thing that was frustrating, though. Like, um, I feel like, you know, Joe made the catch and he fired it up. Like, there was, like, 0.5 seconds left on the clock. Like, he had a little bit of time to, you know, slow slow down his shot, get a – Maybe not a cleaner look, but I guess better form on the ball. But I mean, you know, Isaiah Joe's Isaiah Joe. So I mean, it still almost went in, but you know, it, it, it's just, you know, what could have been kind of thing. Um, quick hit. Can, can I say something? Can I say yeah. something real quick? And this, this may be quick hits right here. Um, I'm noticing an abundance of he's him talk in, in, in the sports world that, that doesn't necessarily. Like, ever since Shea did it, you know, in the L.A. game last year, you know, it just seems like that, you know, that word has kind of exploded throughout the the sports stratosphere. And it's like, you know, guys who don't deserve it are getting the him, you know, the him treatment put on them. And it's just kind of bothering me. That's, that's all I wanted to say. Well, I, I will say, I don't think Shea invented the him nickname. Um, he He's definitely popularized it um, at that yes. point. but. Yeah, it's uh it's everywhere now, man. It's everywhere. 
We should pretend he invented it. I, I, I'm down with it. He invented it, and Hunter Harjo invented the Mom May Peach Rolls meme. So that's that's where I'm rolling <laughs> with. Um, all right, quick hits for me. Um, so after Dort just went out guns blazing against the Blazers, um, he cooled down in this one, 107-04 from deep. Um, and also, Jeremy Robinson Earl returned in this game, and he looked all sorts of out of rhythm. And yeah. 05 from the field, 04 from deep, and you know, kind of looked even out of rhythm, rhythm defensively. So, uh, I will say he played better tonight. Uh, spoiler alert, but yeah, those those were a couple quick hits I had. Anybody else got any other quick hits before we move on to the Rockets? He just got to get his land legs under him, yes, sir. All right, well, let's move on to the Rockets. As I hit the back button on my computer. There we go. All right, so like I said, in this game, uh, we won 133-96. to It was a much better game. It was basically over in the second quarter. Uh, I started with Alex on the Pelicans game, so I'm starting with Cone here. Cone, what is your single large item for the Rockets game? Um, Probably just the f- – this is something I noticed a lot in this game in particular. The physicality of the team – is way better than last season. Uh, this is something I was uh, I was actually like streaming this game on playback with my guy Alex, and we were talking about not this Alex for the people listening, other not Alex. Um, but something we were talking about was just and you know you kind of saw it in the first game we played against the Rockets out of this like these like last three, not the one way earlier in the season, but the first one before these back to back blowout wins. We were getting destroyed on the offensive glass by Houston. They were being physical. We weren't boxing out very well. And when we were, they were just fighting through them. But tonight, we destroyed them on the glass. Like, they could not get a rebound to save their lives. I'm going to check the stats uh, themselves. We have 10 offensive rebounds, uh, 39 defensive rebounds. They actually had more offensive rebounds than us. A lot of those were picked up later in the game. Um, But they had 33 rebounds to our 39. It felt like just overall, we just we've been doing a lot better job, not just against the Rockets, but in particular, being more physical as a young team, which is something that's cool to see. And I think part of that is like Jay Will getting a bigger role. Like we saw Shengun destroy us in like that first game that we kind of got rolled over in. And these past two games, he's been so ineffective. Jay Wall's played a huge role in that, drawing charges. Luke Dort does the same thing, drawing offensive mm-hmm. fouls. Uh, Kenrich Williams draws offensive fouls as well. Um, Isaiah Joe does too. Like there are so many players that do on this team that do such a good job of being physical with other guys, drawing those offensive fouls, doing the dirty work. It's just really fun to watch. And I think it's a big reason why this team is punching above what their perceived weight was before the season, because they're willing to hustle, do those little things, be physical when uh, necessary. And that's part of us being a good defense without having a legit like center on the roster, or at least not a seven footer. Now that we traded uh, Mike Muscala away, we don't, I don't think we have a guy over seven feet on this entire roster. So not having a big like that, but still being able to be a, I think at the All-Star right now, we're seeing at the 11th best team defensively in the NBA as a whole. Um, you know, we're the 12th best offensive team, which also we can speak to how great the offense has been recently. Uh, but just seeing how this team is able to play great defense, learn from their mistakes, hustle, be physical. It speaks to, I think, the, the mentality of the team as well as the coaching, because I think Mark has done a phenomenal job overall, kind of instilling that in these guys. Yep, for sure, man. And uh, talking about the taking charges, shave and tried to get on the action tonight, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it was a it was a pretty sorry. Attempt. 
Hey, he he almost got it. He did his best. Uh, he kind of puffed his chest out into the guy as he drove into him. <laughs> it was funny to watch, but no, man, it's uh, it, it's been a true, true joy to see. Um, I mean, Jalen Williams, like Kenny had a pretty big lead on him in terms of drawing charges in the league, but like I tweeted out tonight, like how long until Jalen Williams catches up to him? Because it feels like he's doubling and tripling him up um, every game that they're playing. So. Uh, I think on the I think on the broadcast they said he's like fifth in the league in charges drawn so far this season when he ha- he didn't play like a good portion of the beginning of the season yeah. like he's only, this, he's only played like fifteen games yeah he's I think I think he has sixteen I think they said he has sixteen charges drawn on the season which is like fifth in the NBA so far so I, I, I want to double check it but I'm pretty sure Andrew Schleck said that he was first among rookies and. Uh, third amongst the league no, in maybe. drawn charges. So let me let me right. see this because I I don't want to misspeak. Uh, you don't tweet that much, Andrew. Come on, where you at? Okay, seventeen charges drawn for Jalen Williams, most among rookies, tied for third in the NBA. Kendrick Williams has twenty four, and he has the most. So yeah, it's coming up on you, man. We're charge Please. masters. It's what we do. Lou does the same thing. Yeah, man. All right, Alex. What about you, man? What's a single large item for you in this game? Uh, so I'm gonna give you two, and then I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and bounce out. Oh, he said uh, double large item. Yes. So number one, a hundred percent happy with the hate that that this team is playing with against Houston. <laughs> you know, they they felt like they felt like they dropped an egg. You know, three games ago against Houston, and these last two games they've literally won by pretty much a combined score. You know, pretty much an average of like forty points between these two games. These last two games they played Houston. Um, so props to them. That's, that's how you handle inferior competition. You don't play down to them. You, you know, you, you crunch them and then you step on the gas, you, you know, you keep your foot on the gas and you, you keep going. Um, so props to them. I'm happy that I'm happy that this, you know, they're they're They took that experience and they're applying it to what we've seen the last two games against Houston. Um, number two, Dario Saric was fun, man. He it looked good. Awesome. It was it was like seeing it was like seeing Stephen Adams play Mike Muscala's role, you know, because you know his hair is kind of like messed up Stephen Adams, you know, and then like his role, like the way he plays, is a little bit shorter version of like Mike Muscala. Like you know, he's 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 not as tall, um, but he's more physical. You know, he's gonna get in there, get some rebounds, but he's also gonna step out and shoot some threes and. You know, just play smart basketball. Like this is a veteran right here, and, and you know, Jay. You know, Jay will goes out there, and he looks like a veteran some days, and some days he looks like a rookie, and it's expected. You know, but Dario went out there, and you can already tell from the moment he stepped on the floor, he knew where to be, he knew how to pass it, where to pass it, he knew, you know, the different angles to get to a rebound, you know, things like that. So it's fun to have him on the team, you know, and I don't know, you know, who knows what the future holds for for Saric, but. Um, but it was fun to see him in this game. Well, uh, speaking of, about Dario Saric, uh, Clemente actually tweeted this out and said, Josh Giddy talking about Dario Saric, he said, I love him. He's a big, smart guy who can stretch the floor for us. I was really excited when I heard he was coming over here. So there's some expectations around Dario Saric. And, yeah, I saw somebody said he looks like Pokemon Steven Adams had a baby. So <laughs> that that's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> but Alex, uh, we won't hold you, man. I know you got to get back to work. Uh, yes, I guess uh, we'll talk to you on the other side. The All Star Game will be over, and uh, we'll be looking ahead to the stretch run. 
SGA, ASG, MVP. Okay. I like it. Uh, the prediction right, is here. All NBA first team. Have a good night, man. Oh, damn. That's, that's, a, far, that's a far ways away from that. Uh, I, I've decided to push this agenda. The more that I'm thinking about it, the more that it makes sense. Oh, there you go. Be bold, my friend. Be bold. Thunder that's up. Here for. Thunder up. All right. Yeah, coming. I, I was pushing third team in the preseason, and then now it's looking like second team, but the first team, okay, you're you're pushing the envelope. I like it. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I was thinking about this. Luca's first team a lock 100%. Mm-hmm. But after that, it's interesting because Donovan Mitchell hasn't been great recently. Um, of course, with team, this is just individually team success is also going to matter in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Thunder make the playoffs, I think he's got a great like opportunity. But Donovan Mitchell has not been great as of recently. Um, there's Kyrie Irving, who's been playing well, but we'll see how his numbers look with uh, Luka. Uh, Donovan, like I mentioned, Donovan Mitchell, uh, John Morant's been good, but I think Shea hasn't beat purely numbers wise. Uh, Steph Curry is someone who's in that conversation, but he's missed a lot of time so far mm-hmm. this season and he's going to continue to miss time. So I think that might cost him. So, yeah, I mean, Dame has also been good, but the Thunder are better than them right now. And I think Shea's numbers are at least are comparable to what Dame is doing. So I think there's a real shot Shea could end up on all NBA first team. I think, of course, it's going to matter, like I mentioned, a lot about how the rest of the season goes because team success matters more for that than mm-hmm. it does for the All-Star game. But I think Shea – I mean, Shea's an all, he's an all-NBA lock, in my opinion. But oh, yeah. I think in terms of how far could he push it, I think he has an all – like he's, a, in my opinion, right now a lock for second team at least. Mm-hmm. But I think an all-NBA first team isn't completely out of the question if the team does play really well over the rest of the season. And I've also decided I'm feeling good about this team making the plan. Like the more that I watch this squad and the teams that are around us, the better I feel. Because Dame is having one of the best seasons of his career and the Blazers – Still don't look great. <laughs> um, the Jazz are starting to fall off a little bit, especially now that they traded uh, Beasley, Conley. Russ probably won't end up playing for them. They're not looking as good, and we have a chance. We have a golden opportunity because we play the Jazz like four times coming four times, right yeah. out of the break. So if we can beat the Jazz, that goes a super long way towards us. Uh, like Those are going to be probably the most critical games of our season right there. The Lakers – Look good, you know, but LeBron has been dealing with a foot injury. AD has missed some time. And also, um, like, there are a few games back of us as well. So even if they play really well over the course of the season, the way that we've been playing, I think we can still keep pace with them. And, I mean, heck, even if um, – I'm going to look at the standings actually right here. Uh, but even if, like, they catch up, the Warriors, too, without Steph Curry, who they won't have him for probably a few more weeks, they could also fall off a little bit and we could potentially pass them too. So even if the Lakers do catch up, but they're a few games back of us, we'll see. I don't know. I've been feeling more and more confident that this team is going to at least make the play-in tournament. Uh, you know, whether or not they make the playoffs through that term is another question and whether they're like the nine or the 10, I think it's going to be hard to get up to that eight spot. Um, we'll see with the Pelicans because they're also missing Zion. And uh, the Timberwolves have been pretty good recently. Who they're they're at the eight spot, uh, but yeah, I've been feeling more and more confident in this team because games like this, especially where we're beating teams we're supposed to beat, uh, goes a long way when you can win these games. It's unfortunate we have a loss like the Hornets, we've lost the Pistons, the Magic, and we lost two to the Rockets. That's mm-hmm. five games, and if we could have those back, we would be in um, like such a good spot. If we could flip those five games, we would be uh, thirty-two and twenty-four if we could have flipped those five games. so Which would put us at... Uh, 32. Uh, looks like second, third, fourth, something like that. Uh, that would put us at... 
the, the number of games played between some of these teams is weird. I feel like it's yeah, all over the place. Um, I, yeah, they'll probably put us right around third if Man. we could have won those five games. So it's, you know, it's the way it's going to go with a young team, but it's, mm-hmm. I think it's just making me more and more confident that things are looking really good for this squad. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm right there with you. I think uh, um, Dolan and Alex kind of, well, I, I asked them for like a prediction for like where we're going to end up and they were both kind of sheepish in their prediction. So I was like, all right, friggin', I'm just going to go out there. And I, I said eight seed, man. I think, uh, you know, the Blazers and Jazz, I think are easily, like we can easily pass. Um, mm. I think we're a better team than the Timberwolves. I really do. I, I think that. <laughs> They're a rough matchup for us just because if Cat and Gobert are healthy, like that's that's hard to beat. Um, but I think we're a better team than them. The mm-hmm. Warriors, man, like I just I don't know if they can like, you know, if they if they're gonna be able to get healthy um by that point. But yeah, I, I predict the eight seed, man. I predict this uh, you know, hosting like a play in game. And uh, if that happens, then I might have to find my way to Oklahoma City. Yeah, I will do whatever possible to get to Oklahoma City if we have a playing game there. Um, I mean, that'd be great, man. I want uh, over the past uh, few days, I've just like I was watching random NBA highlights and I went back and watched some playoff runs or just like some big playoff moments. I want playoff basketball in Oklahoma City back so bad, like mm-hmm. Unbelievably bad. I want to see this team in the playoffs again. I think it would be so fun to watch these young guys get experience um, because I think once we get Chet back next season, we're going to be one of the better teams in this Western Conference. I truly believe that uh, with another year of Shea developing, Josh, J Dub, who has low key kind of snuck his way closer to rookie of the year because Paolo and Matherin have kind of had down stretches. I don't think he's up on their level yet, but I think he's definitely closed the gap towards he's, he's firmly in third place for rookie of the year right mm-hmm. now. And I think he's closer to two than he is to four uh, with the way that he's been playing recently. So you've got him, of course, like I, like we mentioned, Chet coming back. We don't know who we'll get in this year's draft. I will have a lot of cap space too. We don't get free agents, but who knows? Maybe that this will be the year. Um, I'll have to spread some propaganda. I think last year around free agency time, I tweeted out a picture of like a tropical beach. And I was like, wow, Oklahoma City looks beautiful this time of the year. So maybe I'll have to uh, put something like that out there again to try and convince some free agents. But yeah, you know, we'll see the way it goes. But really, it's just when we take a look back at the way that this first half of the season has gone, I don't think it could really have gone better. Uh, I mean, of course, you know, it could have gone better. We could have won every game. But in terms of like, especially looking at what expectations were amongst people for this team, not having Chet for the full season, you know, Shea blossoms into not just an all-star, but an all-NBA player. Jadab is one of the top rookies in the class. Giddy's having a great sophomore season so far. Some of the other players are stepping up. Isaiah Joe is the best three-point shooter in the league. And Adam Silver, if you don't put him in the contest, I'm going to have a sternly written letter sent your way. Uh, but yeah, it's just, I think the, the season has gone impeccably well. Uh, really better than I would have ever dreamed of so far. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm right there with you on all that. Um, we we, we kind of got off on a danger in the playing game and just skipped over the Rockets game. Um, it's it was a it was a rough one. If like there are, um, I was thinking about it. Houston fans were so frustrated on the timeline from what I saw uh, because mm-hmm. I like like we like to beat them. They like to beat us. You know, we're kind of on the same or we were supposed to be on the same timeline, but um, I know that they also get frustrated with, because I think Jay will drew like three charges last game against them. And he did the exact mm-hmm. same thing tonight. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was like you said, the game was over by the second quarter. 
Yeah, I, I Jay Will's been Jay Will's been bodying Shingo in been, the past couple matchups. He's been fantastic, man. He is so fun to watch. Uh, the Blazers game in particular, he was diving people up like backdoor. Mm-hmm. He sets big screens, which is something we don't really have. Stretches the floor incredibly well. He's shooting. He was shooting fifty percent from three last time I checked. I know over the last, like tonight he had kind of an up and down game from deep. I can't remember exactly how he finished, but uh, two um, or three. We ended up finishing two for three. For some reason, I thought it was like two for five or something. Two or five. Like that. Two or five. You're right. You're right. Okay. Sorry. Two or five. Uh, <laughs> 40%. But yeah, he's shooting 45% from deep. Like it's, I, I gave him kind of an Al Horford comparison when I saw him coming out of college. And, you know, he's not quite up to the level of Al Horford. He was an all star, but he's got kind of that similar game that works really well with Shea when you give him a big bodied physical defending shot, like floor spacing passing. He does a little bit of everything well, which is, great and he like you said he's been fantastic yeah and it's, it's kind of crazy that his charge taking has translated to the nba because, oh it, it's translated such a big way yeah because like a lot of the draft guys are like man you know i mean he's he's 6 11 6 10 whatever like i kind of wish he'd just go up and try to block these guys and you know i i question if he's gonna be able to do that in the, in the next level and he's been doing it man and he keeps doing <laughs> mm-hmm. it so shout out to big J. Um, I, I just want to talk about Josh Giddy real quick because he didn't have a super sexy stat line. He had 13, 6, and 3. Um, he was in full-on attack mode by just straight-up bullying the Rockets on his mm-hmm. way to the rim. I, I can count on – I think he did it like three times where he just put a shoulder into Jabari Smith and <laughs> just got to the rim. Um, but there in the first quarter, um, whenever Shingun fouled Giddy, Giddy missed the shot, and they called the foul – Shingun threw a fit and smacked the stanchion and he got teed up. It was one of six technical fouls called in the first quarter. It was unbelievable. <laughs> like the amount of tees, they were just handing them out. They gave Mark one for standing a little bit too close uh-huh. to the Rockets bench. Yeah. All the Rockets were about being angry. Ours was just like accidents. Like there was two defensive three seconds. And then the other one was Mark with the sideline warning or whatever. So but no, like, uh, you know, he threw that fit and got the tee. And um, I think Shea shot the technical free throw. And then Giddy went to the line to shoot his free throws. And like Shingun's still arguing with the ref as the ref's passing it into Giddy. And the camera on the Thunder's broadcast is on Giddy. And Giddy's just laughing. He's like, Yeah, you fouled me. <laughs> just talking crap at him as he's knocking down wow. his free throws. It was this hilarious. This team's got kind of, this team's got kind of a fire to him that I like. I think. Like it was you or Alex that mentioned, uh, they look like when they play Houston after the after that last loss that we had against them, they're like, we want to beat this team. Like they're mm-hmm. not happy with losing to them the way that they did the first two times. Uh, I do also want to bring up real quick a um, quote that uh, Joe Musato put out, um, mentioning how the Thunder twenty and twenty nine at the break, and he said Shea said in his post game press conference, we're aware of the race for the play in and playoff spots and how thin that margin is. So he's acknowledging, you know, we want to be in the playoffs. We want to be in the play-in, which I think most people do at this point. I think there are probably still some Thunder fans out there. Some of y'all listening that want to tank. It's impossible at this point with how good a lot of the guys in the squad have gotten, how well they're playing. Uh, but it's it's cool to see that it's not just like them being at the beginning of the season. Of course, it was like, they're like, we want to make the plan. Like we want to make the playoffs and all these different things. And people are like, oh, you know, maybe a year away. But now it's like, like I mentioned, I have confidence that this team will be in the playoff, a playing spot by the time the year is over. Yep, 
Absolutely, man. Um, just uh, a couple other things, just like quick hits. I mean, Shea was obviously great in this game. Like, had a ho hum 20, 29 and six, eight of 16 shooting, uh, 13 and 15 from the line, missed both of his three point attempts, but, you know, he's still just in full control of the game. Um, Lee Dort kind of had a bounce back, not so much from three, but 15 points, three rebounds, three assists, five and nine from the field. Uh, Jalen Williams, uh, J Dub, Dub, uh, J Teletubby, Santa, whatever you want to call him, the man of many mm. names. Um, uh, he's Shingun's daddy because he dunked all over him in the first oh, quarter. Yeah. It was, oh my god, he it was he like exploded to the rim. And I mean, you th- you think about like it makes sense when his, you think about his explosion in the 7 2 wingspan, but I feel like he's got like five. Uh, I wasn't on the pod when y'all talked about the Blazers game. That like the mm-hmm. the flagrant foul poster that he had was disgusting. Like it is unbelievable how athletic he is, and like it's, it's just a, he's just a, such a perfect player in terms of athleticism. He cuts so well, like to the like backdoor off ball, whatever. Like whenever Shea gets stuck or Giddy gets stuck down low, he's cutting in. He can dunk on you, and yeah, I feel like. Is that the second or third time he's dunked on Shengun? I feel like he's dunked on him multiple times. I think it's at least the second. It might even be the third, but yeah. Okay. What? Well, that first, the first couple games against Shengun, we he we really just let him have it his way against us, and mm-hmm. it's like this guy sucks at protecting the rim. Like, why are we not exploiting this? And it felt like these these last two games that we played against the Rockets, we really attacked Shengun. Whether it's Giddy, Shea, Jalen Williams, like rim pressure all over the dude, and it's it, and it's it's worked out. So, um, yeah, I just want to talk about Dario one more time, man. Um, you know, Alex mentioned that he loves him, but I just gotta say, twelve and five, he had four or six from the field, one or three from the stripe. Um, what I liked about Dario is, dude, he's so much more solid than I remember him being. Like he's stout, dude. Like. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I remember him in Philly, and I feel like he was like long and lanky, but like he's solid, man. Yeah, it's nice once again adding another physical guy like AJ Will, and um, for you know we love Moose. Which by the way, shout to Moose getting his first technical foul of his career the other night for uh, uh, while Boss was playing the Bucks. Yeah, going off and he screams at the Bucks bench and gets a T, which was amazing. Shout out to Moose. Shout out uh, to Moose is dominating since he went to Oh, Boston. yeah. He's been great. I've had so many Celtics fans tweet at me like, thank you so much for Mike Muscala and everything like that, which is great. Love to see the love that he's getting there. Uh, but yeah, Dario is a bit more physical than Moose is, and I think that is something that helps this team be more successful. He was able to stretch the floor tonight. Like you said, he shot one for three from three, but being able to shoot still is a big plus with him. And I mean, Jay Will is – I mean, there was a stat. I don't know if it's still the case anymore – uh, but there was a stat a couple of days ago that amongst any player that had shot 30 plus threes this season, Jay will had the highest percentage of makes out of anybody that had shot 30 more threes so far this season. Cause he was shooting like 16 of 32, I think on the year. So, um, you know, not crazy volume or anything like that, but he can yeah. shoot the ball. Uh, Dario can shoot it as well, but yeah, I was really impressed. I mean, he had two points and two rebounds in the first minute. And I jokingly tweeted out that he's on pace for 72 points and 72 boards in his thunder debut. Uh, which he, he barely did not get to that stat line, unfortunately. Uh, but I was really impressed with what I saw from him. And I think he is a good piece uh, to have on this team. Yeah. Lofty expectations from Cone for Dario. Um, You'll get there. 
Yeah. The other thing I got to mention is uh, Isaiah Joe, man, you got to, you got to change, you got to change your hair back. You got to go back to the braids because yeah. uh, the shooting wasn't there tonight. So uh, maybe, maybe if you go back to the braids, um, we can get you into three point contest. Man, this is, this is the NBA's last chance to rectify their terrible decision. So we'll see if they, we'll see if they make the call uh, It was really funny. I don't know if you heard Michael Cage on the broadcast. Yeah. Uh, they were, they were asking him who was going to win the three point contest. And he said, Steph Curry, if he's in it and they're like, he's not in it. And he's like, okay. And he asked who was in it and they told him who was in it. And he's like, Oh, I, I think I like Anthony Simons to win it then. And <laughs> Anthony Simons is probably not going to be in it because he is injured. So Michael Cage picked successfully two people who will not be in the three point contest, which is hilarious. And shout out to Michael Cage. We love you. Love that for Michael Cage. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it really would have been nice to see like after the three point contest field had been announced, if Isaiah Joe just came out and hit like seven threes, like trying to make That's what I was for. Yeah. I was hoping he would he would drop a bunch of threes tonight when it's like, oh, Simons might not participate. And then the NBA is like, okay, now we have to put him in it, but I'm worried. I think they might give it to Contavious Caldwell Pope, who's also been great, mm-hmm. but give it to Isaiah Joe because I'm biased and I want to see it. Yeah, I mean, dude, when you got Rob Perez worldwide wob tweeting about it, like, come on. Like it's crazy how like how much love I've seen for Isaiah Joe. Um, like in the the comments of it was Woj or Shams or Chris Haynes, one of them tweeted about Simons' injury and was like he might not participate, which I don't think he will. I don't think they're going to risk that. He had a really bad ankle sprain last night. Like his foot went forward. It was I've never seen anything like it before. But um, I don't think he's going to participate. And so there's a tweet about how he might not. And the comments are all like, okay, Isaiah Joe. Then and it's not just Thunder fans. It's like NBA fans in general. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. so then you should put Isaiah Joe and like make it right. Put Isaiah Joe in the three point contest. It's cool to see people recognizing Zay for a shooting. Real recognize real man. Mm-hmm. Um, well, hey, let's let's get into it, man. This is All Star Weekend. Uh, I'm a huge fan of All Star Weekend. I even watch like I watch the tiniest events. I watch from the All Star Game to the Celebrity Game because that's how much of a basketball sicko I am. So mm-hmm. uh, let, let's talk about the the All Star Game, man. So um, obviously, the first event we have is the Celebrity Game. So Cone, do you know who is in the Celebrity Game? Yes, I do. Okay, do you have a pick for your MVP of the Celebrity Game? It's easy to pick like one of the athletes, like a DK Metcalf or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, let me put up one more time to I, I need to double check and make sure I've got the pick that I want. Also, I don't know if you saw that Vin Diesel is announcing the All Stars, which is oh, going to be Lord. it's going to be hilarious. I can't wait. Um, OK, let me let me look through again. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, they've got like they've got like Dwayne Wade in it um like albert pujols calvin well, johnson he, dwayne wade's a captain he's i don't think oh, oh, is he not actually playing i don't think so he might be hmm. i don't think i don't know well i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with uh simu liu the uh, actor <sighs> to play sean is that who you're gonna go with yeah it was sean he, yeah I'm, that's that you can go with me i also think low-key um jesser um the mm-hmm. content curry he's the guy with all the crazy layups if you've ever seen him um he also i think is kind of a sleeper pick but i'm gonna go uh simu for my pick so i'm sorry if i took yours but uh, i thought uh jesser was the 2k guy he was in um what's that uh two hype um yeah he, i think he does oh oh you're, you're right talking about 
Yes, I'm thinking of T Jess. Oh, Jesser, never mind then. Jesser is not a sleeper pick. I was wrong. Um, yeah, we're, we're just passing Jesser now. Yeah, let's, let's, let's never mind then. I was thinking of T Jess. Thank you. Um, yeah, d- then yeah, for sure I'm gonna go Simu. Okay, yeah, I like I like Simu Lou. If I was gonna throw out another sleeper pick, uh, I guess it's not really a sleeper pick because this guy won MVP last year. The Alex Toussaint guy from uh, Peloton. Oh. God, he was a monster out there last time. Yeah. Which by, by the way, last year I very mistakenly I bet on the celebrity game, which is a terrible idea. Oh, do, God. Not, do not do that. I was like, it'll be fun. I bet on Quavo to have like 12, 13 points. And he, I think he scored like three the entire game. So uh do not do that. It is a terrible mistake. My celebrity game prize picks entry was horrific. <laughs> I th- I think, you know, I I mean, I didn't bet on the game, but I did pick Quavo to be the MVP because I think he was the year before. I'm like, I know for a fact, mm-hmm. like from he all the times I've seen Quavo play, yeah, like he can get buckets. So, um, yeah, it's not a bad pick. All right, I think we've talked more about Celebrity Game than any other basketball podcast to talk about Celebrity Game. So let's move on <laughs> to the Rising mm-hmm. Stars uh, in which we have Josh Giddy and Jalen Williams participating. Uh, I, I mean – what are you thinking, man? Like, I haven't got to talk to you about this. Uh, do you think that Team Joakim has what it takes, the roster construction to go all the way, or do you have another favorite? I really think it's the best roster. I'm going to pull them up yeah. again so I can look through exactly who's on each team. But I think Joakim did a really good job of building, an, like, a really solid defensive team. I mean, you've got, like, Grimes, Duran, Mobley, Jabari, Sohan, like, J-Dub. Like, I don't know, their size – they're like a starting lineup of Giddy, uh, J-Dub, Jabari, Sohan, and Mobley. Like people aren't going to score on that. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I like that a lot uh, defensively. Uh, you know, Team Jace is like all the G League guys. I think they've, of course, got a lesser chance. Um, you know, I just – I really don't see any team beating this squad. Maybe that's me being very biased because there are two Thunder guys. But I, I truly believe Team Joakim should be like the prohibitive favorites going into this. Yeah, no, I, I thought uh, during the draft, uh, t- Team Joakim Noah had had the best team. Uh, the only thing that I'm a little worried about is the shooting because, you know, guys just mm-hmm. like to go out there and chuck things up um, in these kinds of games, and um, that that is their one weakness. So it'll be interesting to see if that creeps its head. So whenever the draft happened, like it just had the three teams being drafted, and I was like, oh, are we just forgetting about the G League guys this year? And I didn't realize G League had their – own entire roster so uh, yeah it's gonna be fun to see scoot go against some of these guys it will be very fun that's definitely something i'm looking forward to a lot because he played in it last year i believe mm-hmm. and yeah he looked he looked good from what i remember now he's got another year and it's kind of like well known uh you know him mac mcclung uh dunk contest participant yeah uh which is funny now because he's he got signed by the sixers so yeah um, and then the chet stopper kenneth lofton jr <laughs> Yeah, Kenny Loft will be really fun to watch. Wow, he's having a crazy G League season looking at his stats. He's averaging 23 and 10 out there. Gosh. Um, but yeah, it'll I think it'll be really fun. I like the new like rising stars format that they mm-hmm. that they went with. I like the tournament setup that they changed it over to. Yeah, I think when you got to the point where Luca was shooting half court shots before halftime and they were just clearing out for Zion to try to do his own personal dunk contest. They realized they needed to do something else. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I, I really like it too, man. And uh, so who is your pick for MVP of the rising star challenge? Is it going to be Giddy? Is it going to be J-Dub? Is it going to be somebody else? I'm going to go Josh Giddy. 
I'm going to okay. go with Josh Giddy as my Rising Stars Challenge MVP. I think he he puts up a solid scoring performance. He killed it last year um, in the Rising Stars matchups and also like the Skills Challenge when they had the rookie team. He was like the MVP of that squad. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and say this team wins. And I think the guy who has easily the like the possibility to put up the most stats across the board is probably Giddy. So I'm going to go with him. Okay, I like it. Uh, I'm going to zig from it, and I'm going to go with Jalen Williams. I think he's going to come go. out there and make a statement, maybe dunk on some hoes, uh, you know, knock down a couple threes, and you're really locking on defense. Uh, yeah, I- I'm looking for a Jalen Williams coming out party in the Rising Stars Challenge and, uh, you know, rides it into the rest of the season. I like it. Yeah, I don't I don't think anybody would have expected us to pick anything other than the two Thunder guys, <laughs> but at the same time, I think they're good picks. So right. let's take our homer glasses off and, and say it's going to be somebody else. Who you got? If it's not one of them, um, I think Mobley's got a good shot. I mean, he's going to get some boards. He's going to attack people. And if we're talking about somebody just overall and the other, you know, all over the game, mm-hmm. uh, Benedict Matherin feels like someone who would really like – thrive in this type of format like a tournament style go out get some buckets i feel like matherin could really show out yeah i feel that uh i'm gonna go with paolo um Mm -hmm. and uh i'm I'm also gonna say scoot i think that if the g league team makes a statement it's gonna be because of scoot henderson so and that would be that would yeah. be cool. I wish they somehow were able to get Victor involved in this. If you I got know, Scoot, man. if you got Scoot, I thought they would because they've been showing like all mm-hmm. of his team's games on the NBA app. So I was hoping we would somehow see Vic end up on like that G League squad, which would have been super fun to see him and Scoot play alongside each other. But it would have made a lot of sense. Like I don't think anybody would have been mad about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so moving on to the next night, we have the Skills Challenge, in which we have some of the weirdest teams because it is of, super weird. We're just going to keep throwing the Antetokounmpo bros out there. So we got Giannis, the Nassis and Alex. We've got team jazz. I guess they're going to start doing that every year. Just having a comp combination of players from that city's team. We've got mm-hmm. Jordan Clarkson, Walker Kessler and Colin Sexton. I could not snore louder when I just read those people's <laughs> names. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the rookie team, which, Paolo Bencaro, Jaden Ivey, I understand. Jabari Smith Jr. over Jayla Williams is, mm-hmm. is odd. Or even over Benedict Mathurin. Like, take your homework glasses off. Like, Jabari Smith Jr. skills challenge is weird. Yeah. When I – I don't know. The team, This is weird. I really like the format, what they had last year, and I thought the teams were a lot better than this. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the Cavs team was like Jared Allen, Mobley, and Garland, Garland. which was really fun. You had two all-stars and a rising star. Um, you know, <laughs> the jazz team isn't quite as fun. I have, to, I'm less excited about, about the, uh, the skills challenge than I was last year. But uh, I mean, if I've got to pick a team, man, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> um, <sighs> well, the Antigumbras won last year, right? I, I thought they did, but I think it was actually the Cavs team that won. For some reason, I swore the Antetokounmpo Bros won, but I think it was actually the Cavs. I think I saw that earlier. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it was weird because, like, the passing competition, like, the rookies should have, like, mopped the floor with because it was Cade, Scotty, and Josh Giddy. But I, I don't remember what it was. It was basically, like, you get more points the farther you throw the ball. So, like, 
when it came to the Antikumpos, like, you know, Gideon Cade and then was just like trying to throw it like all over the place. They were just chucking it all the way down court and getting like the big points. Yeah, it was. We'll see if they change the format at all this year. I do think it was pretty fun. But I mean, mm-hmm. if I've got to pick a team, I guess I'll go with the Antikumpos. They've, they've been here. They've done this before. And I do think when you've got Giannis, you've got a decent chance. Although, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, there, at least at least this year, Scotty Barnes can't sell Josh Giddy by missing layups. Oh yeah, that was so tough. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm also gonna go with the Antetokounmpo's just because, yeah, you know, I, I feel like they're in this event for a reason. Uh, the NBA wants Giannis to succeed, so there you go. Um, all right, moving on to three point contest, we've got Tyrese Halliburton, Tower Hero, Buddy Hield, Kevin Herter, Damian Lillard, Lara Markkinen, Jason Tatum. And no longer Anthony Simons, hopefully Isaiah Joe. Assuming Isaiah Joe doesn't make it a three-point contest, and we're not going to predict who they're going to replace it with, who is your pick in this one, Kyle? I was talking about this earlier, and there are a couple interesting names. Buddy Heald has won it before, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Dame makes a lot of sense. Lowry's the hometown kid. But I'm going to go with Kevin Herter as my pick to win it. He just feels like someone that would really lock in for this. Um, you know, not not an all-star, too old to be a rising star or anything. Like, this is his competition. Dame's got, like, the all-star game. Lowry's got it. Tatum's got it. Heald's been there. He's done this before. Tyrese has got the all-star game. I think Kevin Herter is going to be locked in for this, and I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Herter winning. Man, you got to get out of my head with my picks, man. Like, that's, that's well, what I was going with, too. Well, this is just until Isaiah Joe comes out. Like, like you hear, like, the glass smashing, like it's Steve Austin, and he hits Kevin Herter with a chair over the back and takes his spot and then ends up winning the three-point contest. Hits every single three. Exactly. First person ever. Steph Curry, get <laughs> your heart out. Um, no, I think uh, – so this was actually an event I predicted correctly last year. I picked Carl Anthony Towns, so – Props Good to me on that. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm actually going to go with Laurie Markkinen. I think we're going to stick with the big man okay. um, winning. Um, Laurie Markkinen's had a phenomenal year. Uh, I think he's going to – you know, this is going to be an event that, you know, a jazz player can actually, you know, do their uh, city proud. So I'm going to go Laurie Markkinen. But my dark horse, I got to go with my guy Tower Hero from the University of Kentucky. Um, we know that he can get hot in a hurry. So uh, it'll be – It'd be interesting to see. And they're in Salt Lake, so I don't have to worry about Salt Lake nightlife uh, throwing off my guy hero. So. There you go. That's a good way to think about it. All right. And uh, let's see here. The last one on Saturday, we've got the <laughs> we've got the um, extremely boring slam dunk contest. We have uh, Kenya Martin Jr., who we saw tonight. I don't think he dunked once tonight, by the way. I don't think so. Uh, Matt McClung, the aforementioned Matt McClung. Trey Murphy the third, which it's kind of weird. Like, I know he's athletic, but, like, he's no more for shooting. But, anyways. Uh, and then Jericho Sims of the New York Knicks. Uh, Got to say, I'm very bummed that Shaden Sharp pulled his name out of this. Me too. Me too. I was really hoping we would see him. He He's had so many crazy dunks, and he said he's going to focus on the second half of the Blazers season where they're not even in the playing tournament. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I get it. Um, yeah, I'll let you make your pick first because I feel like I've been stealing all your guys. So, we'll see if we've got the same thing. Oh, yeah. Here. No, that's fine. Um, let's see here. I mean, honestly, man, like, I'm going with Matt McClung here, dude. Like, I've been following mm-hmm. Matt McClung, like, on Instagram since he was, like, a junior in high school. And this guy's ridiculous dunker. 
And mm-hmm. I, I think you always kind of got to give an edge to the short guy dunker because, um, you know, there, there's more time from the ground to the rim that they can do some crazy stuff. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Matt McClung here. Um, partly just because of what I've seen he can do and other partly because I don't really believe much in the other contestants. I mean, we're going to keep doing it. I, I was also going to take <laughs> Mac McClung. Um, I think a lot of people have been kind of sleeping on him because he is, or he was a G League guy before the Sixers just signed him. Mm-hmm. He is crazy. Like the athleticism is out. He can jump out of the building. He's creative with it too. Uh, and I feel like, like it's, this is a great chance for him to prove himself and kind of just show off, you know, being a non established NBA guy like the rest of these players. So I'm also going to go Mac McClung. I do think it's going to be a lot better of a three point con- or a dunk contest than people think because, you know, the names aren't great and everything like that. But I do think these are all really capable dunkers. Unfortunately, we've had a couple of bummers in the last couple of seasons. Hopefully nobody comes out Jalen Greenstone tries to dunk with an NFT on again, because that really just <laughs> killed the vibe of the whole contest. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm also going to go Mac McClung because we're just going to continue this trend of picking the same guys to win. I like it. What's up, Jerry? I'm taking comb from you. It had to happen. Sorry. I, I genuinely thought Jerry was here for a second. That's <laughs> for a loop. Yeah, no. Um, and then, you know, I mean, the thing that I want to see with the dunk contest, and this is something that I've been harping on for years, like I'm sick and tired of seeing recycled dunks. And I hate the excuse of somebody being like, well, what else do you want them to do? Like they've done everything that they could do. Like, no, dude. Like I've seen in G League dunk contests, I've seen them like, high school dunk contest, like streetball dunk contest. Uh, there was a show called the dunk league. Like mm. I can go on Instagram, like, and see dunks that I've never seen in a dunk contest before. And, you know, I, like you could say they're not original because like, you know, other people have already done them, but like they haven't done them in an NBA slam dunk contest with like all the lights shining down you, all the athletes on, you know, the floor, like waiting to see what you can do. Like there's so much more that could be done. And that's, that's why I liked Obi. Like Obi actually came out there last year and gave us something new. So I thought he was deserving of winning the dunk contest, but uh, I, I need to see more. I need it to be more than one person. Like I need to be wowed. Like if I was a judge and like you did something that I've seen like 12 other guys do in the past 10 years, you're not getting more than a, like a seven from me. <laughs> yeah. For Yeah. I think when we take a look at the dunk contest, I was actually, I'm actually working on a video about this. I truly think the 2016 dunk contest might've ruined it for everybody because it was just so good between Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine that now we want to see these like crazy, ridiculous dunks and you know, not everybody can do them like they can. I'm hoping that this is going to be a good one. I do think there's a lot of talent there, but once again, you know, we'll see. I think really, I think a problem is a lot of people try to do two gimmicky things. Like we talked about the NFT thing mm-hmm. and Nicole Anthony tried to dunk with the Tims on and you know, just just come in with a creative dunk. You don't need all these crazy props. If you're gonna do something, do like a Hamadou Diallo where you've got like a Superman shirt under your jersey and you go up on the room, you're hanging in it and you like rip it open. Like stuff like that's cool. I don't need you to I don't need to see like when John Collins dunked over like a model plane. Like I don't need to see that. Just dunk, just do a cool dunk and you know you can do something at the end or like a small prop, like when Gerald Green was blowing out the candle and stuff like yes, that. Like that things like nice. that. Things like that are fun. So yeah, Some, nah. somebody stop these crazy prop dunks. 
Absolutely. They, they take a long time to happen, too. Um, um, we watched Cole Anthony lace up Tim's for about 15 minutes. <laughs> and just watch his dad going to shake his head at the end of it. <laughs> that was funny. But, um, God, what was I going to say? Yeah, no, we need to see Hami out there uh, freaking defend his title. Like, it, it's been too long in NBA. Like, you know, that that's something that I would actually be excited for. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they I wonder if they'd ever do like a dunk contest like I don't know like in 2025 or something like that and like the last five dunk contest winners or whatever if they want to participate just do like a tournament of winners type thing like I wonder if mm. they would do something like that that would be amazing man that would be amazing okay so uh the last event we've got the big one we've got the all-star game obviously we don't know what team the players are going to be on yet um, we we kind of did a mock draft of sorts on Friday uh, with uh, Dolan being Antetokounmpo and Alex being LeBron James. And uh, I believe, yeah, I think Alex took Shea as LeBron. And I feel like that's accurate. I think that um, LeBron is going to take Shea. The question is when. Cone, how many names do you think in the reserve pool before Shea gets picked? Let me let me take a look at the reserve pool in particular real quick. Which, by the way, apparently Embiid, there's a chance he may not play. Oh, so, um, someone will probably someone will move up into the starting lineup if he doesn't play, and we'll get a new reserve. In addition to Jalen Brown, probably isn't going to play. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. that it'll be one of Harden or Brunson, or maybe even both of them if they don't really care about having a big. But um, probably something like that. Uh, but yeah, let me let me take a look at the All Star reserves. I do think it's going to be quick. I think Shea is one of those players that feels like he would go off in an all-star game. Okay, so let's see. Oh, oh I actually just, you know, remember it. Or Embiid, I guess, did get moved up to starting because KD wasn't playing. But so he, I'm going to assume he doesn't play. Shea might be first. First reserve, I like it. If... If it's, I think it's specifically if it's LeBron picking. If it's Giannis picking, he's going to pick Drew. I think he would he would go ahead and pick his teammate right away. Mm-hmm. But if it's LeBron picking, it could be Shea first. I think Shea's up there. I think Dame's up there, and I think Ja. I feel like typically guys are going to go with like these explosive like scoring guards. Typically, unless like I said, you're Giannis and your teammates up there, then I think he goes with like a Drew Holiday, but. I'm going to say Shea is, if Giannis goes, Shea is the second guy picked. If LeBron goes first, he's the first reserve off the board. I like it. Now, I I can't remember how it went. Uh, I know the top vote getter goes first with the starters, so I think that's LeBron. Um, Yeah, so Giannis will probably go. You're right, Giannis. So then I guess Shea goes, Shea will probably go second. I think Giannis takes Drew. I'm going to say LeBron takes Shea second out of the reserves. See, we was unclear on that in the draft, and I think I actually messed that up. So, sorry, Dolan. Um, <laughs> you couldn't get Shea. But, all right, who is your pick for All-Star Game MVP? I want to go Shea so bad. Um, but I feel like I've done a bunch of homer picks, so I won't pick Shea. It's hard because so many guys are sitting out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, like if Zion was playing, I think he would be an interesting pick. I'm going to go with... I'm trying to think of like who's actually going to go all out. And I know he said he was interested in winning the award. Uh, someone that just got kind of put into the game. I'm going to go Anthony Edwards. Oh, makes a run for all-star game MVP. Um, he said himself, he wants to win 
also game MVP. He said like he saw Russ do it and go off. He wants to do something like that. He feels like a player like he got in as a last kind of second type guy. I think he would want to be someone that would show out in an all-star game, kind of announces presence on the scene. You've got guys like Damian Lillard, I think is also a good possibility because I think he'll shoot like a lot of loco threes and those kind of leave an impact. Um, but I think like most of the guys that are playing are going to kind of take it easy or they just won't be pushing all out for it. But I think a young guy like a Shea, like an Anthony Edwards uh, could potentially take it, maybe even like a John Morant. Uh, but if I'm being my homer pick, I'm going to go Shea. If I'm being non-homer and not picking Shea, then I'll go Anthony Edwards. So one of those two guys. I like it. Yeah, Shea, Shea is obviously the homer pick. Um, I mean, I am interested to see how he does in this environment because, you know, most all-star games, it's dunks or three-pointers. And those are two things that Shea isn't really part of his game. So I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how guys um, react to Shea just doing pull-up middies and um, change of pace layups throughout the game. So that's going to be fun. Um, but no, I, I think that John ja Morant has a pretty good uh, pretty good case for All-Star Game MVP. Uh, mm-hmm. He was gunning for it last year before Curry just went nuclear. Uh, I think he, he picked up a lot of points there early, and he's going to do it in a variety of ways. Um, yeah. Maybe not necessarily – necessarily from the three-point line but like we know that he's gonna be doing some crazy dunks and uh all-star game mvp is like voter based right like you have to like text in or something like that i think so i also think i think they have like a committee okay i I think it's like a fan vote is part of it um and then they have like people actually vote on it let me see um oh this is (laughs) mlb.com nice I'm not looking for that. Um, can't find it, but yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it's kind of some system like that. I was, I take your word for it. <laughs> I also do want to say, even though we have no idea who the teams are, Team LeBron is going to win. This man is unstoppable in All Star games. Giannis can't seem to draft like they even have without even knowing who the teams are on FanDuel. They have LeBron as the favorite, like money line wise, without man. even knowing who the rosters are. Which, by the way, I do want to mention. Um, like, like just looking at a bunch of different sports books, sports book odds on this website, team Joakim like is kind of is third on most sports books for like wow. odds in terms of winning. And Kevin Herter is, um, tied with Tyrese Halliburton for the third lowest odds to win. So if you want to go with Dylan and I, if you want to put those two things together, 10 bucks could win you 320 if you get a good couple performances out of the guys that we're looking for. So there you go. The, the Tropic Thunder Parlay. <laughs> I like it. Bill Simmons, eat your heart out. But yeah, man, I, uh, I, I'm, I mean, either way, man. Like, I'm, I'm super excited for the All Star Weekend. Um, th- this is actually something I get uh, Chelsea to watch with me. She likes watching the celebrity game and uh, all the different events and stuff. Um, you know, she'll, she'll watch, you know, bits and pieces of the Thunder game, but she gets, you know, she gets bored pretty quickly. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, she, she likes watching it with me. So that, that's gonna be, that's gonna be fun too. But yeah, man, uh, that uh, I think that just about covers it. Um, next time you guys hear from us, we'll be on the other side. We'll know the answer to all these questions and these predictions, and we will be diving into the stretch run in the back half of the season trying to you know make that eight seed a reality. So, yeah, man. Uh, with, uh, with that being said, I hope everybody has a great night. God bless you when you can. On behalf of myself, Conan Alex, y'all, I almost said exactly everything I said again. Thunder up! <laughs> Thunder up! It works.
Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.